0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thoughts with Reggie podcast. Um, I'm joined today by my brother Vince. He's currently in Colorado. Uh, I'm in Indiana, so we're in a Zoom call right now. And today we're going to be talking about LeBron versus Jordan. Pretty much the goat debate, let's say. Do you agree with that?
1: Reggie. Don't forget Reggie Miller. Uh, uh,
0: obviously. Well, we're going to exclude him. No, no, just for the other fans that don't know much about Reggie Miller. Okay, (laughs) so do you agree with calling this the goat debate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like these are pretty clearly the two best players of all time, Um, and I think whoever is second is closer to first than they are to third. Um, And I want to say one thing right away too is you often hear arguments out there, you know, oh man. LeBron is way better than Jordan or Jordan is way better than LeBron. And it's not even close. If anyone says it's not even close, just disregard anything (laughs) they have to say about it. That's a ridiculous thing to say. These are the top two players of all time. It is close. They are both incredible players. And if someone just tries to say, well, it's not even close, they're just trying. They're they're trying to influence you without actually using facts. It's purely an emotional thing to say. It's, it's not based in reality at all. I was literally going to say the exact same thing.
0: I had this all <laughs> planned and you took it away. I'm, I have something else to say, though. When people say, okay, here, I love watching videos, okay? And about, you know, opinions and people go in the comment section. The comment section is one of my favorite places. It's what makes the actual video so great. <laughs> And people leave their opinions, and I love them. And sometimes they do funny things, and then sometimes they say, "Nah, Kobe is over," you know, LeBron. And then they say, someone responds, "Uh, no," and then they say, "Uh, it's my opinion. I can't be wrong because it's my opinion." <laughs> oh, my. I just want to throw my phone <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> uh just because it's someone's opinion does not mean that it's wrong it can be wrong it's your opinion but it's still wrong i mean hey if if it's my opinion it's not wrong i'm better than lebron hey it's my opinion i mean hey (laughs) can't be wrong because it's my opinion right absolutely not so this is the goat debate lebron and jordan no one else and then, you know, you could talk about Will Chamberlain, but that's a whole nother discussion or something because he's another era. All right. LeBron versus Jordan. So the first thing I want to talk about is um, what we like to talk about is tenure peaks. Yes. And statistically, um, you know, you have over your entire career, you have this certain amount of st- statistics, but that doesn't necessarily tell the story, does it?
1: right um i think the reason i like to use 10-year peaks or or even five-year peaks or 12-year peaks or whatever i like to use a person's prime to de- to uh determine how how good that person was what their greatness level was or whatever um because if you take an if if you play for an exceedingly long time you know like the end of your career you might not you're obviously not going to be putting up as good numbers as before Um, Mm -hmm. And so if you look at your entire career numbers, the end of your career, your number will make so that your numbers are actually worse than they were at, than they would be if you had not played those extra years. Um, Also, like, you can kind of take out rookie years, second year, early, Mm -hmm. early career, people are still developing. So it's, it's a really good way to compare them at their, in their primes, at their absolute, the peak of their powers um, without late career or early career numbers dragging their totals down. Um, that way we are, we're comparing good on good here, not right. punishing somebody because they played till they were 59 years old or whatever. <laughs> uh, exactly.
0: And, you know, LeBron didn't go to college, you know. Right. And it, but he started off, you know, putting up great numbers like right off the bat. Because, he, you know, that's, he's great like that.
1: Yeah, Jordan Jordan scored twenty eight points a game as a rookie. Yeah, yeah. But he had three years in college. Mm -hmm. LeBron was scoring twenty as a rookie, but he was coming straight out of high school, so it took LeBron a little bit longer, I would argue, to develop some of those things. Uh, Yeah, that's just.
0: We're basically saying we're not going to hold that against him,
1: right? Exactly. I want to compare these guys to their absolute peaks, and I do think it's pretty fair to say that while LeBron is still an extremely good player. Um, and at his pe- at, on his good days, he's probably still the best player in the league. Um, I do believe we have seen the best of him. It's now, right. We're now to the point in his career where we have already seen the best of LeBron. Um, so that's why I think it's possible to have a discussion like this now already, even though LeBron has not retired and is probably nowhere close, really. But I think we've already seen these two players at their absolute peaks. So, like, basically what you're saying is,
0: We can compare these two right off the bat. It doesn't matter what LeBron's future years statistically holds for him because he's not going to get back to his prime because it's over. But here's here's one question. If LeBron – okay, fans like to argue that um, championships is, you know, like that's all you need is like the – I mean, Jordan's 6-0 in the finals and Le- LeBron is 4-6. and If LeBron wins more championships, do you think that has anything to do with the GOAT, for, in your opinion?
1: Well, so it's all how you define GOAT. Um, obviously, greatest of all time. How do you define greatest? Um, is it the player with the most achievements throughout their career? Um, is it the player who... Was the best at their peak? Um, is it the player who had the single greatest season ever? Um, and so that's why. That's I guess I should have explained too. That's another reason why I like use ten year peaks because you're not just looking at their absolute best season, but you're also not looking at the entire career where where you include you know rookie years and late career years. Mm-hmm. The ten year peak I like because it kind of combines your absolute peak with also some sense of longevity. And both of these guys were good for a really long time. So a 10-year peak, they're, I mean, they're pretty much, you can say they're in their prime the entire 10 years. Um, so if you want to talk about, well, your greatness is defined by how long you're awesome, um, then that's a different, that's probably not the way I like to describe it. That's um, where a lot of fans butt heads and like, yeah, like that's where they disagree a lot honestly, I feel like really people don't necessarily disagree as much on specific things as they do on, um, their definition of greatness. Um, we can all look at, we all are looking at the same numbers. I mean, we, the same highlights we have, we're looking at the same things. It's just, we value different things. Um, different people value different things that's what it comes down right. to. Pers- personally i like to tr- try to balance the absolute mountaintop and then also the longevity so try to get the best of both worlds with the 10-year peak All right. so
0: 10-year peaks uh let's talk statistics right now in their 10-year peaks um okay in, in the category of statistics there's uh right eight different um there's like points Blocks, assists, rebounds, free throw percentage, uh, field goal percentage, all, all that jazz. So um, LeBron in his 10 year peak averaged, um, I can find here, 27 points a game. And LeBron, uh, Jordan averaged 31. Is that right?
1: Or? Um it depends which what years you look at. Um for LeBron I went from the 07-08 season to the 1617 season. For Jordan, I actually technically took 11 seasons because in 95 he played 17 games. That's when he came back from baseball. So technically I have I'm looking at an 11 year peak for Jordan. Um but it's not going to change the numbers a whole lot. I mean, yeah. Again, like if you take and even if you slide the well, I think actually LeBron's peak was his ten-year peak was two years later or two years earlier. Like it's not going to change the numbers just a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I, I, if you're looking at scoring, um, right. and there's different ways of looking at it. Obviously, you have your per-game stats. Right. You have one one thing I like to do is the numbers per one hundred possessions, um, because. Right. The pace of the league has changed a lot. Um, Teams tend to play faster now. And so while this guy might score this many points per game and this guy might score this many points per game, this guy did it in X number of possessions and this guy did it in 10 possessions per game or whatever, Um, which is why I like to compare the 100 possessions. Um, And also – We can all
0: agree that LeBron – Jordan
1: clearly has the edge on uh, scoring. Yes, if you if you look if you're looking at points per game, points per mm-hmm. 100 possessions, um, the the playoff versions of those numbers, regular season, Jordan has a fairly substantial edge. Right. Um, let me just pull this up right now. For the I believe 100- LeBron averaged 28 in the playoffs to Jordan's 32. Uh, let's find that 28. Uh yeah, I have thirty three for Jordan. Okay. Uh, but I mean the point's Yeah, If you look at a hundred uh hundred per hundred possessions, um so LeBron per one hundred possessions averaged thirty seven point eight points. Jordan averaged forty two point one points. Um which is a fairly substantial jump even though they're both pretty incredible, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so
0: um, clearly Jordan has uh, the upper hand on scoring. Uh, let's go to assists. Now, this is an interesting one because did I, say, I meant, I meant uh, rebounds. Sorry, rebounds. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. Let's say there's a center that uh, gets seven rebounds a game, and there's a point guard that gets six rebounds a game. Who is the better rebounder?
1: <laughs> well, in that situation i go with the point card
0: all right okay mm-hmm. so that's kind of what i am trying to get at is lebron okay lebron averaged um uh i can't find seven and a half yes seven and a half to um 6.4 mm-hmm. right now here's where because like from the naked eye let's say you go to basketball reference. You look at, you know, okay. LeBron have is a better rebounder. Okay. He got, you know, seven and a half rebounds to uh, Jordan six and a half. But here's the thing you have to put that into context. Like Michael was a guard. LeBron was a forward. He obviously had the, he was in the position to get better rebounds. So, do you think that LeBron would have an edge over Jordan just because off of his numbers or do you see it not really having either way?
1: Well, it's an interesting point. I hadn't thought a whole lot about that. Um, I will say this though, is they've both done mo they've played mostly defense on the perimeter, I would say. Um, so while LeBron has played mostly forward in his career, um, he usually has been defending small forwards, even shooting guards or point guards, wherever they can hide him. Um, that's later in his career. Earlier in his career, he was guarding the alpha. Usually whoever it was, one, two, three. Um, I would say I would say they've both done most, they've played most of their defense out on the perimeter. Um, the other thing is that obviously three-pointers have gone way up um, as right. far as how many, how many threes people have shot, um so I think it kind of balances it out while Jordan would guard more guards, LeBron more forwards, when you think about um the way the game has changed, so where they are on the floor um compared to other people uh, yeah i'd say it I'd say it pretty much balances it out i would I would be willing to say LeBron better rebounder than Jordan. Although fairly close, in my to put
0: opinion. it into perspective on where, as far as what they, how they do in their position, uh, Michael Jordan is the third. Uh, he averages the third most a shooting guard rebounds. And okay. LeBron, small forward, is twelfth in rebounds. Okay. On a per game average in a peak. Interesting. So if you want to go look at that, you know he's not even in the top ten, and LeBron michael jordan is third but you could still argue that lebron's a better rebounder. so it's i think there's no clear
1: winner there right and the whole and i'll just say this too before we get too deep into the weeds like there are people that say well you can't really compare them different different positions different eras and there's some truth to that but um it's also like we we can compare i think you can compare if you want to you can compare Dwight Howard to uh, Bill Russell I mean even though they played 50 years apart Mm -hmm. now it's obviously not going to be a perfect comparison because you have to adjust for era and and uh, position and all that so when it comes to this no we can't compare perfectly um, but you we still have a lot of data to work with um, and we can make some some comparisons so I guess that's just kind of its own separate thing. That doesn't really, I don't know how that applies to the rebounding discussion specifically. Um, I think they were both very good rebounders for their position, for sure.
0: And, you know, rebounding, it's such a small scale to where you're talking about the GOAT. Okay, so let's just move on from that. (laughs) Okay, uh, so the main three uh, statistics people look at is points, rebounds, and assists. Now, LeBron is number one in assists per game as a small forward. And Michael Jordan is fourth. LeBron averaged 8.3 assists in his best season. And, uh, well, no, 7.4, sorry. Wait. 8.3 in his best season. And uh, Michael Jordan averaged 6.4 in his best season's peaks. Mm-hmm. So then again, there again, he averaged two more assists. But they're both top five in their respective Positions. So, do you see anyone? I I say because I think that LeBron's better playmaker. Um, Yeah, he's one of you know one of the best passers. Yeah, as of all time, like yeah, like it or not. If you hate LeBron, he makes his teammates better.
1: Yeah, to me, to me, they both have advantages over the other player. I think this is LeBron's biggest advantage Mm -hmm. over Jordan is the passing ability and jordan was a decent passer when he wanted to be he was a good passer when he wanted to be you can look at his highlights and see some incredible passes mm-hmm. um, and he did i believe he also did make his teammates better um, if you look at their assist percentages um, which i believe is the percentage of see you don't get this right this is going off of memory percentage of their teams baskets while they were on the floor what percentage of those baskets did they assist on um and lebron averaged uh he assisted on 37 of his team's baskets jordan 24.9 um, so percent there's a big gap there or pretty or decent size gap yeah um and i will say it's different styles of play as well um definitely um if you compare usage percentage it was fairly close, Jordan usually had a higher usage percentage, which is the percentage of their team's um, possessions that they use either with a shot or a pass, I believe. I'm not exactly sure what that, I, it's been a long time since so I looked some of this stuff up. Um, but then if you compare turnover percentage, um, LeBron definitely had a much higher turnover percentage. And that's that stays true if you're looking at the turnover percentages or like turnovers per game, turnovers per hundred possessions. So LeBron, definitely, I feel like he was a better playmaker, also Mm -hmm. turned the ball over more. And that's probably as a result of doing more playmaking. Um, Right. So Jordan was better taking care of the ball, was not quite the playmaker that LeBron was at the same time. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, One thing I want to talk about on this offensive side of things um, is – who's the better shooter now Um LeBron in his career shot 50.4%. just field goal percentage. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, Jordan shot 49.7. So that they're like under a percent like difference between them. So that's not huge, but here's the thing. This is going to, it's, it's going to, kind of blow your socks off a little bit all right inside three feet you know you know lebron has the height advantage you know and he shoots one out of every three shots in the paint or like like real inside three feet and he's very consistent on there like shoots 73 percent now how does he fare from outside three feet he goes down to 37 percent outside of three feet and in the playoffs, 35%. And, you know, when you go into clutch situations under two minutes, it's 31%. Um, sadly, we don't have those statistics for Jordan uh, yet in his prime. But to put that kind of into perspective, uh, Jordan shot 42%
1: outside three feet in his last season of the NBA
0: mm-hmm. as a yeah.
1: four-year-old and to explain like i believe that um some of these numbers the nba started tracking these in the early 2000s um so they pretty much just got jordan's wizard seasons um in these numbers um yeah as far as the go ahead
0: also can be a little deceiving because lebron shoots twice as many threes you know yeah and they shoot like the same i think jordan shoots 33 percent from three-point range and LeBron shoots like 34%. But Jordan all shoots. Jordan, when Jordan was in the league, three-pointers point, three were like a new thing, kind of, or relatively new. You know, right now they shoot twice as many threes as they did back then. Mm-hmm. So here's where this could be controversial because while they shoot about the same percentage, LeBron shoots more. But he's also in an era, era where it's so much more like important to the game. So that's some, that's some where facts can't really – or stats can't really uh, – to fans, they're always going to argue about that. They're always going to ha- butt heads on that.
1: Go ahead. This, let's, this let's... is one of those areas that's really hard to compare eras. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And if you're just talking about shooting um, – yeah. I would say if you're, if you are, again, it depends what you value because it is the the most, still the most valuable shot you can have in basketball is at the rim mm-hmm. uh, where, where LeBron has been insane and he's, yeah, Jordan was very good, especially younger in his career at getting there. Um, but then he, he, develop that mid-range jumper where he didn't have to get to the rim as much because he just became the best mid-range shooter in -hmm. the world. I do feel like if Jordan had grown up in an era where they understood the value of the three-point shot as opposed to the mid-range shot, I do think he would have put more time into the three-point shot instead of the mid-range. Maybe not – might not have become the best mid-range shooter of all time. So there, there would be a knock on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he probably would have become a very good three-point shooter instead. Now, I'm not one of these people who says, well, he was going to become the best at whatever he tried to do. I don't think he would have become a 43% three-point shooter. Um, you know, I don't think he would have been Steph Curry. Because there was guys at that time in Georgetown who were shooting better
0: three-point percentage than him. Yeah, like, even, even sure. though Even though they, like they could shoot the mid-range, they – they spent more time on the three-point percent and they were better than him. It.
1: Yeah. I, I, I do think if he would have spent as much time working on the three-point shot as the mid-range shot, you know, he might've become a 38% three-point shooter or something, you know, something very good. I think he mm-hmm. would have been, I think he would have been a big part of his game. Um, as it is, he, he, instead he just became the best mid-range shooter of all time. <laughs> and, the kind, kind of the amazing thing is, is if you compare effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage and stuff, LeBron has a little higher, a little bit of a higher percentage on these things because of the higher reliance on the rim and the three point shot, which are the smartest shots to take, which we now know um, in that order. And the worst shot you can take is a mid range shot. The worst shot you can take really is a mid range fadeaway away with the guy in your face. Well who was the best at that shot michael jordan um and it's kind of amazing that he's even in the ballpark with some of the um effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage numbers um despite him constantly taking bad shots um Mm -hmm. which is obviously that's relative you know to most of us that's a bad shot for him it was not a bad shot because he could make them at a high percentage um and and it it even holds true today. Like there's certain players in the league today that can get away with shooting a lot of mid range jumpers because they're so good at them. Um, most people, you know, shoot 30% from mid range or whatever. If you can make half of them or close, that's, that's a valuable shot. That's a good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole, the whole discussion, it's your opinion of what would have happened if Jordan had grown yeah. up today is pretty much based on, whether you think he's the best or LeBron is the best. Yeah. <laughs> and when, I, think, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, honestly. When you talk shooting. about uh, true shooting percentage um,
0: and field goal percentage, do you know who the, has the highest field goal percentage in NBA
1: history? Uh, is it DeAndre Jordan? Yes.
0: <laughs> like, it's the, le- like, the last guy you'd expect, right?
1: Yeah. It's, but, again, like, these numbers are not – they're not pointless – Um, But they're just a part of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you want to just talk purely who was the better shooter, I mean, I think you can look at their um, their highlights, look at the shot selection, Jordan's free throw shooting, which was way better than LeBron's. I think Jordan was a better shooter.
0: Hot (laughs) take coming at you right here. Oh, dear. Not even a hot take. It's just a take. (laughs) Okay. You're talking about the GOAT, the greatest basketball player of all time, okay? How can you have, be a contender for the greatest basketball player of all time when you have literally thousands and thousands of high school kids around America shooting better free throws than you at a thing called free throws? LeBron isn't a good free throw shooter. Is 73%. And at, I mean, that's, you know, respectable for, you know, most of, you know, the, for like, or a college player or an NBA player, it's respectable. But when you have the, trying to hold the the name greatest basketball player of all time, and you're shooting 73%. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's, that's just my opinion. Like, I'm Like, how can you shoot that badly? it's just i don't get it like how explain on that like how can you be like one of the best shooters of all time but something called the free throw is you're not even in the top you know one percent of the world well not the world hold up well back up not (laughs) the world (laughs) i didn't think of that too. but yeah what do you think it is
1: so i see the point um but we're not arguing who's the best shooter of all time. Right. Um, And like I just said with the other numbers, I mean, free throw shooting. Yeah, it's important, but it's just a small part of the pie. Um, And I don't think it's particularly controversial to say that Jordan was a better shooter than LeBron. Uh, Most most reasonable folks would agree. Um, But also that's not really, that that wasn't the, the jump shot was not LeBron's bread and butter. His bread and butter is getting to the hole um, as far as scoring. Um, and when the ball goes through the hoop, it doesn't matter if you were 15 feet away or if you dunked it or laid it off the glass, it's two points. Right. Um, and so the argument for LeBron here would be that he didn't have to be as good of a shooter um, right. because he still found a way to score. Now, yeah, if it's me um, and I need a game winning shot at the end um and I need to pick between these two I'm probably taking Jordan um just because I feel like I have a better chance if if he needs to settle for a mid-range jump shot or something um but yeah I I think it's pretty to me it's pretty clear that Jordan was the better shooter um and I do think he was the better scorer although LeBron was maybe a little bit more efficient I do think he was if he would have taken the same number of shots as Jordan, um, I don't think the efficiency would have held up the same way.
0: I should personally. have, I should have uh, explained more on that. I wasn't trying to say who was like the greatest. Um, I was just like, my mind has always been blown since I thought about that. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know just, what you meant. I, I can't. It's kind of it, crazy to think that one of the two best players of all time is a 73% free <laughs> Yeah. And if you're wondering, um, uh
0: Jordan shot 84% in his entire career, which is right, and to put that into um like I said, uh shooting guard and small forward. Of all time, LeBron is 107th in free throw percentage and Michael Jordan is 34th. Mm-hmm. Um, and field goal percentage, LeBron James as a small forward is 17th, and Michael Jordan is ninth. So, as a shooting, Yeah, as a shooting guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, shooters probably give the edge to Michael. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I haven't gone to that yet. Okay. Let's go Uh, defense. Okay. Now, here's where. Um, all right. This is one of LeBron's weaknesses. He's inconsistent. Uh, inconsistent defender um that's like one of his weaknesses um he can be a very elite defender right now here's my question to you do you take away that um like like strictly his ability if lebron you know went 100 percent the whole time uh do you take it away that sometimes he doesn't try as hard because you know jordan I've heard a lot of people say that he like always, you know, is giving it his all. And, you know, that's what got him a lot of, you know, rewards as a like defender, but we both know that LeBron can be a very elite defender. So I guess here, my uh, question to you is, do you think LeBron could be a better defender? Like if he just went his ability the whole time, like, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, and I do think most nBA players could throughout history have been better defenders if they would have really put their yeah. all in. um and i and I also think it's it's a bit of a uh uh rewriting of history to suggest that Jordan was always going hundred uh-huh. percent on every single defensive possession um <laughs> defense defense is one of those things that is very hard. To quantify, um, right. Steals and blocks do not tell the story. Um, if they did, Hassan Whiteside would be an elite defender in the NBA today. If you watch basketball, you know that Hassan Whiteside is not an elite <laughs> defender in the NBA today. Um, <laughs>
0: sure. Um, I sure that no.
1: Sure. I here's my take on the defense. Okay. I think. I think obviously LeBron could guard more positions mm-hmm. um, and there's definitely value in that i also think that generally speaking jordan was better at one-on-one shutdown defense
0: well, yeah lockdown defense right there lockdown
1: yeah. defense i feel like jordan was better in that respect um so again it kind of comes back to what do you value do you value being able to guard multiple positions or do you want someone who will guard their position really well? Um, and the other thing, I'm just going to say this too. Um, Jordan had Pippen, right. Mm -hmm. Pippen obviously, um, maybe the best defender of all time. Definitely one of the best perimeter defenders of all time. Um, and, throughout their primes it was obviously it was not unusual for pippen to take the better offensive player and jordan would go shut down somebody else basically um i would also say lebron has not spent most of his career um always guarding the best player either um, this is nothing against either one of these players in my opinion it's just common sense that and again you everyone you know loves to say defense wins championships um offense combined with great defense wins championships (laughs) and most studies you do offense actually correlates more with winning than defense does um so generally speaking it makes sense for your superstar score to not have to expend a ton of energy on defense. Um, it's not terribly unusual. I mean, it's it's actually more unusual for a superstar offensive player to also have the toughest assignment on defense. That just doesn't happen very often. If you're talking maybe 24-year-old Kawhi Leonard or something, mm. you know, then it happens sometimes. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a knock against either one of them that he didn't spend a ton of time guarding the other team's best player. Um, that's just kind of how... I mean, if I was an NBA coach, there are times when I would have my best defensive player, if he was also my best offensive player, I'd put him on the best offensive player of the other team, my superstar, you know, playoffs in the fourth quarter or whatever. There are times I would do that. But also, most of the time, if I'm coaching LeBron or Michael, I need them to have that energy on the offensive end of the court. Um, Mm -hmm. Because my entire offense basically runs – through them. Um, now, obviously, the Bulls, you know, they ran the triangle and it didn't all run through Jordan. Um, but obviously, he was still the most important offensive player on the team. Um, and if you watch LeBron, it's even more so, I would say. Like most of the teams he's played on have been pretty much geared completely toward okay, LeBron, you run the show and we need to run everything through you, basically. Um, He's been. I would say his teams have been at their best when he also had a second guy who could take some possessions where he would do the scoring and mm-hmm. the playmaking, you know, a Dwayne Wade or a, or a Kyrie Irving. Um, right. Where, where LeBron could take possessions and say, okay, it's your turn to go ahead and do something. <laughs> um, which is maybe not the ideal way to play, but it's worked out pretty well for him. <laughs> so yeah. this has all been a long tangent. The defense thing, if I'm taking – an individual defender i want you to shut somebody down right now in this possession i'm taking michael jordan if i'm taking somebody that okay i need someone who can guard four positions then i'm taking lebron um right so again it comes down to what you value for me personally i think i would rather have a high level defensive player at two positions than a a fairly high level defensive player at four positions
0: right and like i said they're all they're both elite defenders they uh ron has uh, six, he's been selected to six all defensive teams. Michael's is that face. first
1: teams or is that total? What do? Is that, is that first teams or is that total? Six
0: all NBA defensive teams.
1: All NBA defensive first teams.
0: Right. And Jordan, Jordan right. has nine. Right. Okay. And Jordan has done that in a less amount of time as well. Okay, so, so far, what do you say, okay, on statistics, statistically, Jordan has, I'd say he has to have statistically, right? Would you agree?
1: Um, again, uh, broken, broken record here, but it's, it depends on what you value. Um, <laughs> this is <laughs> one thing I, we have not compared a lot of advanced stats. I've mentioned some but um I, I do like having advanced stats like per and vorp and yeah. box plus minus wind shares per 48 things like that yeah um and i don't think any of them are a perfect number to you know to sum everything up But let me just go through a few of these yeah let's so, get
0: to that let's get to that let's go to analytics right now
1: all right so i'm looking at 10-year peaks they are advanced numbers the per lebron 29.2 jordan 29.4 isn't that crazy? How close that is! That yeah, they literally—they're the two highest PERs, right? Yeah. Uh, if you look at win shares per forty-eight minutes. Oh,
0: let's probably explain to people what we're talking about right now. PER yeah. is player efficiency rating. Um, I'm guessing most of you don't know how to. Uh, how do you say? Look at that and say, who's better? But,
1: um. Basically, in PER. Fifteen is league average. Um and there's been something like I don't know, fifteen to twenty seasons in NBA history where a player had thirty or higher. Um so thirty is extremely elite. Mm-hmm. Um and PER is not a perfect stat. Um it doesn't know a whole lot. It does not do a super great job of figuring out defense and things. Most of these numbers that I'm doing now are trying to include everything a player does and put it into one number and yeah. say this is how good the player is and that's why i like to do about four of these different ones because none of them are perfect right um, like, like player efficiency but uh, they can all be a part of the pie basically player efficiency rating extremely close a jordan number one lebron number two basically uh, i mean that's what i'm looking at all right value over a
0: replacement player
1: Yes, forp, which is value over replacement player. Basically, how much value does this player bring compared to a replacement level player, which is like a league average player? Mm-hmm. Um, tenure peaks. Uh, I have LeBron down for 85, Jordan for 101.9. Um, now, it value over replacement player adds up totals. And in these numbers, I have Jordan playing 830 games, LeBron 745. So it's a little, you could argue some of the reason it's higher for Jordan is because of the more games. It doesn't quite explain the entire difference though. It's it's a fairly substantial difference. If you look at box plus minus uh, in that same stretch, LeBron is at 10, Jordan at 10.5 that one is not dependent on the games so slight edge to jordan there again the win shares per 48 which is a pretty good number i believe mm-hmm. lebron is at 0.266 jordan at two point, uh, at 0.281 so again a not a massive edge to jordan but a, a, a noticeable edge to jordan so i would say as far as some of the advanced stats go i would i would give jordan a slight edge um, if we're and correct
0: me if I'm wrong, but Jordan does have all of
1: um. He's number one in all of these, right? Um, I'm not sure about all of them as far as far as career stats. I I have not looked this up in a while. Um, I have here um that LeBron is second in boxes
0: minus and and warp. Okay, in regular season and playoffs, and okay. win shares per 48 is he's sixth in the regular season and third in the playoffs. That's what I have. Okay? Yes. And then PER bronze second as well.
1: You and that, that's I'm assuming that's all like full career numbers basically. Yes. So the all-time leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pulling this up myself right now. <laughs> so Win shares per 48. Yeah. Second of all time is actually David Robinson. <laughs> which, again, demonstrates how all of these numbers are a bit limited, which is why I like to not just focus on one number, um, but include a bunch of different numbers. Because, yeah, taken by itself, one number is not always the most accurate thing. But as a part of a larger pie, it can tell you something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So analytics. Well, uh Jordan has the edge. The slight edge. I would say yeah. Yep. Right. Um we one thing we didn't talk about yet is um MVPs, scoring titles, stuff like that. Um LeBron has four uh scoring titles. Wait, well, what am I saying? MVPs to Jordan's five. Um scoring titles now here's the big difference in scoring titles lebron has one and jordan has 10 and that's a pretty big gap right there
1: um how much do you think that tells you it it, does sorry it definitely tells you something about each player um again it's not like a be all end all type of thing um Steve Nash won two MVPs. Kobe won one. Mm-hmm. Kobe was a better player than Steve Nash. Um, even if you don't like Kobe, I think you can admit that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and scoring titles, uh, it just depends on how much you value scoring. Um, but yeah, it, Jordan won seven consecutive scoring titles, took a year off for baseball, played part of the next season. Um, but not enough that he was eligible for the scoring title, and then the next three years he won the scoring title again, all three years. So, ten of his of his career, he won. There was a ten year. If if I'm looking at his ten year peak, every year that he was eligible to win the scoring title, he won it. Right. So it's pretty mm-hmm. clear he was the best scorer in the NBA especially at that time, and I would argue all time. Yes. Best scorer. If we're just talking scorer, I would take Jordan over anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And, okay, scoring, okay, here's here's one thing that some people like to, I don't know, argue, but I don't see too much of it being, uh, like, you know, who's better, but it's clutch, all right? And people, there's different – Different statistics that people, you know, throw at you, that say, "Oh, look, LeBron's better," or "Look, Jordan's better," and I saw a sample size of eleven shots and fifteen shots, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, "That's not a big enough, you know, sample like size." Um, I think it was like, um, LeBron is forty-seven percent of in the last five seconds to go ahead. In the go-ahead basket, and it was just like something like that, and I was like, "I don't see that being, you know, as, you know,
1: uh, how do you say, real?" It's not a very large sample size, yeah. so it's not definitive, right? And Jordan was like really close to that. I think I've probably seen the same number mm-hmm.
0: before, but then they went to like try to get a larger sample size. Okay, um, I think it was. on his entire career under five seconds in the regular season and playoffs to either tie the game or to go ahead. LeBron has shot 94 such shots. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's made 19, which is 20%. And that's not very good. Okay. And in the same category, Jordan shot almost 50%. Mm Mm-hmm. And now here's what I'm saying. You can look at those numbers and say, yeah, Jordan was more clutch, but we're talking about how I don't see my personally, personal opinion. I don't see clutch being a huge factor into the go discussion. Do you?
1: I mean, <laughs> so this is where my, my head and my heart kind of <laughs> diverge. Um, Usually, most statistics people will tell you that there's really not a whole lot to the idea of clutchness. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not a whole lot more likely to no one is significantly more or less likely to make a shot um, in a clutch situation than in a regular situation. Although there are, there there is something to it. It's not it's not purely random. There is something to it, and certain players do seem to rise to the occasion. Personally, I believe both of these were two of the better clutch players of all time. Um, You know, obviously you have names like Larry Bird and Reggie Miller. Um, Just a lot of clutch shots in their career, Kobe Bryant. Um, So, yeah, I don't – again, like, yeah, I don't take this as a huge part of the pie. If I needed a bucket at the end of the game and I needed two points, I'd probably choose Michael Jordan over anybody else. Um, And that goes, like,
0: with the question – That people ask, okay, you have, you know, 10 seconds to score or one possession, one possession to score. Who do you want to take the final shot, LeBron or Jordan? In in your opinion, who are
1: you taking? I'm taking Jordan, but I also don't think it's – a like people kind of use that as like, well, there's the slam dunk. Like that is the answer. That's that's (laughs) not not how it works. I mean – (laughs) <laughs> would you would you rather have Reggie Miller shooting a 3 to to win the game or Michael Jordan or shoot LeBron? Let's go LeBron. Would you rather have Reggie Miller or LeBron shooting a 3 at the end of a game? Well, I'd rather have Reggie Miller shooting that shot. Right. But there's no a, way I would take Reggie Miller over LeBron James if we're saying who's the better player. It's just again, it's just it's another small I mean, piece of, of a much larger pie. Um and it, it's one of those arguments that I just that frustrate me when I see mm-hmm. them used. People like to pick out their one thing that, hey, this is like the light bulb moment. This is the thing I like to pick out to say how it really is because this this point here now this is in my favor right here. Uh-huh. So let's focus on this, and I think you have to take the entire thing. Look at look at all the data. Mm-hmm. Watch watch the games. You know <laughs> exactly um and we're both a little young to have watched Jordan. michael Jordan play a lot um obviously thankful thanks to youtube and stuff we can see some of those things um, but also you know ask people to watch them both or whatever um and don't just choose one of these things don't just choose clutch or right. whatever um so i guess long-winded answer i guess clutch does matter to a certain extent i don't think it's a be-all end-all for sure exactly that's like that's what I said. Clutch isn't
0: to me it's honestly a little silly when you're comparing to them. In my opinion. In my opinion. All right. So, um So, um What do you, what do you, do you have anything else to say about this? Like do you have anything that you want to
1: Yeah. Of Again, I think this all comes down to what you value. If you want to talk about the most rounded well-rounded player of all time, not Oliver Miller. I meant the other kind of well-rounded um then I would say LeBron James is probably the most well-rounded player of all time as far as just being really good at everything mm-hmm um or at least the most things um if you if that's what you value then that's probably that's probably the correct answer if you value say scoring and defense then my answer is michael jordan mm-hmm. um, if you value playmaking rebounding you know then it's lebron um to me For me, I would rather have someone, personally, this is my personal opinion, so I can't be wrong, right? (laughs) My personal opinion is that I would rather have a player who was a 10 at scoring, a 9 at defense, and an 8 at the playmaking and rebounding, than a player who was a 9 at everything okay does that make sense yeah that makes sense i and
0: so what you're saying is michael jordan
1: yes when it comes down to it basketball is still the most important part of basketball is about putting the 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 sphere (laughs) the sphere into the ring you need to put the ball into the hoop and you have to follow Um, the (laughs) rules and to me the the biggest gap between them in any category Probably the second biggest is LeBron's playmaking over Jordans. Mm-hmm. To me, the biggest gap is Jordans scoring over LeBron's. Uh, if I need a bucket, I'd rather have Jordan. And personally, I would rather have a bucket than anything else. Uh, right. and and even yeah. on defense. Like- and on de- i would I would rather have the shutdown defender. okay, I want you to guard this guy and shut him down. As opposed to you can do a pretty good job on these four different positions, and that's maybe underselling LeBron a little bit in his at his absolute peak, he was a very, very good defensive player um so yeah, I mean, do you want free pizza or do you want free steak? now personally, I'd rather prefer the steak uh, <laughs> most people probably would that maybe was not the best analogy but he. Either- <laughs> but either way you're getting something good (laughs) these are the two best players of all time there's there's it's not like oh it's jordan and it's not even close no these are two incredible players Mm -hmm. we probably do not appreciate lebron as much as we should you know living in the air where he is playing um so that's my answer i'd rather have jordan but i think it's extremely close that was my answer as well that's so you got everything out.
0: You feel satisfied <laughs> or, or do you still? Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. And we could keep people are going to be arguing about this for, I don't know how long. Okay.
1: I, I saw one time I, I wish I could credit the right person. It was either in the ringer or I think it was in the ringer, um, Bill Simmons's website and the writer, I can't remember who it was. They said at the end of an article talking about LeBron versus Jordan, they said, you know, all the energy people spend arguing between Jordan and LeBron would probably be better spent laughing at the people who think that Kobe is in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I'm, so, oh, uh, uh, peace, <laughs> I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. I'm sorry, <laughs> but. Uh... Kobe <laughs> is an all-time great, but he's yeah. not as good as these two players. Yes. Here's the, here's the answer. They're too close to
0: where there's not an obvious answer and people are going to see both sides or, or going to see one side and they're going to argue. And that's just, that's, that's the reality. So yep. p- people can talk about it as much as they want. There's never going to be an answer. There's never going to be an answer to where everyone can agree on. And that's the reality. That
1: comes down to what you value. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so your own personal bias as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh uh, yes Reggie Miller is the best all right (laughs) okay so I think that pretty much about wraps it up I don't have anything else left uh, that plan you have anything no nothing else no I'm good well okay I understand you have a new podcast you can tell them all about your podcast information to try to get them
1: yeah so a friend and I recently started a college football podcast for those of you that might be interested um it's very new we have one episode out um and we are recording one tomorrow which I don't know when you're listening to this but tomorrow to me is July 19th a Monday so hopefully by Monday night we'll have our second episode out um the podcast is called the zone blitz um You can find us on Spotify, most major platforms. We're still waiting on Apple podcasts. That should be up fairly soon. Um, So yeah, look us up. Um, We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel. Again, you just look look for the Zone Blitz. Our uh, handles on all the social media sites are uh, at the Zone Blitz one, the number one, so look us up on there. You can also email us at the zone blitz podcast at gmail.com. So brand new thing, but it's a lot of fun so far. And I, would love it if you all would listen in. All right. Well, I think that's going to about
0: wrap it up. Um, thank you for joining. And, My pleasure. Yep. So to wrap this episode up, I'm going to be mentioning the winner of the sports tournament, favorite sport tournament. And, As well as starting a new tournament that I'm going to be posting on my Instagram stories. So you go to there to vote. But uh, first of all, the favorite sport that we voted on was basketball. Uh, Not surprisingly, around these parts, I feel like basketball is definitely the favorite sport by a pretty wide margin. But anyways, for the next tournament, um, it's kind of a weird one, but I've always wondered... What is the favorite ultimate color? Um, so if you have a favorite color you're you, <laughs> this is your time to vote on it. So I'm gonna be posting the next couple of days um, on my Instagram uh, thoughts with Reggie. So yep, we're gonna decide the favorite color. so all right well, I think that's about wraps it up. Um, until next time, uh, God bless.